T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the Afternoon Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz alongside Ike Reese on this Monday afternoon. <sighs> uh, feels like every day. Jason Kelsey's on a different podcast. Uh, talking, like he was on Shaq's big podcast. He does New Heights. And apparently he's on some podcast called Fly on the Wall, mm. which is a Never heard podcast, of. I think, about the Big Brother TV show series. I don't know how he, okay. how he finds these podcasts. These were actors. I think so, yeah. They're yeah, actors. He's known with actors, yeah. Okay, so that's right. I think David Spade, right? Oh. Yeah, David I think Spade's it's David Spade and somebody else. Okay. Well, I listen, if David Spade's on it, I'm 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 a fan. <laughs> you in? Yeah. I haven't seen David Spade since Tommy Boy. I man. know. But Tommy Boy was legendary. Tommy Boy, Black Sheep. Did yeah. you ever see Black Sheep? No. Yeah, that's another Chris Farley. <laughs> Davis Spade movie. Yeah. Um, so he's a guest on the podcast, and he gave another update on his retirement. Here's Jason Kelsey. What do you think? Are you going to be in the booth? You're going to go in movies maybe, or or are you going to go back and play for the Eagles? <laughs> you have 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, we need a trend. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, I think, know. Okay. Um, that's a good yeah, answer. That's what I'm, I'm trying to figure it out right now. There's right now exploring different opportunities if I end up retiring, uh, still working out, and staying in shape if I end up playing again. Still working out, still staying in, in in playing shape, and and Ike. If I play again, if I play again, and once again, I'm sitting here. Last week, I was like, he's done. <laughs> Super Bowl week, I was like, he's done. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has found the thing that he wants to do, and and I think that's why he hasn't said anything. Like I think, I think if there's something that was really pulling at him, I think he'd probably be done. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's anything that's like jumping out that he that he feels like he can't wait a year on or will replace the love of playing football. Yeah. I mean, the the, the biggest thing he's going to struggle with is the fact that he can still play. <laughs> I mean, that's the, you know, a lot, of, a lot of us, we walk away from here and it's like, yeah, not much left in the tank. Right. You go ahead and you walk away from the game with no problem. And you were the one, were you the one that brought up Tiki? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like Tiki's the only one that really jumps out as like, was still, I mean, Tiki ran for what, 1,500 yards? Uh, yep. In his last I year. I think he had over 2,000 yards total offense that year and like 20 some touchdowns. I think he was a first team All Pro uh, and walked away, but he had a TV job lined up mm-hmm. that I think was going to pay him $2 million a year. And back then, we're talking about that's 20 years ago. That's a good amount of money. That's a good amount of money because running backs, you know, he probably, I don't know what he was making then, but I think running backs were still getting money yeah. at that point. So he probably was making that amount of money, but he must have felt that he was closer to the end and didn't want to pass up on that opportunity to be on, what was it, the 
Today Show or CBS, show. One, one of today those, show. yeah. Well, and I mean, imagine, again, imagine you retire, top of your game, and then they win the, win the Super Bowl the next the year. The next year. That's got to be the one of the worst feelings of all time. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tiki was sick off of that. <laughs> and remember, he came out swinging, saying that Eli wasn't a great leader. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, and the team sort of rallied against Tiki uh, because of that right. and rallied around um, Eli. Eli, and they went on to win. But uh, to your point with, with, with Jason, man, I, I think I'm leaning probably 55-45 he's coming back. And, you know, he talked about, you know, possibly trying to line up something post-career that he would have that interest in. Well, part of this is negotiating. You know, I don't know what he would make. Joining a network as an analyst, uh, as a studio analyst, or a pregame guy, or is he in the booth? Is he one of these in the booth guys? And unless you're joining the A team, you know I don't know what the what a B color analyst makes, or if you're not even with the B team, if you're with the C team, I, I don't know where where Jason was sort of fall in line. Well, and there's no really A team spots opening up. Nope. I mean, like. Unless they move on from Herb Street on Amazon, but that's a big risk to put Jason just right in there. And I would imagine Herb Street has a big contract. I would think so. Yeah. Um, like Romo, for as much as people are annoyed by Romo, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think CBS is moving off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have to start as like like Romo even started as on the B or C team. Yeah. And then they thought, oh my gosh, this guy's this guy's a savant. Only <laughs> br- only Brady can retire and then all of a sudden walk into a $37 million a year job. No, I think it, if someone offered him $37 million, I think I, he would go ahead and leave. Yeah. Sure. I think we all would advise him. Yeah. Go ahead and get that. Yeah. So, um, and he's, listen, he has to, if he does come back and, mm-hmm. and I think if he, I think he, I am a, now I think he's going to come back, which is could change in the, the next podcast. It certainly could. Yeah. Um, like he still has, a, there's a huge draw of being in the NFL still. Yes. New Heights. Like he can still do all of that, and if if he feels confident that nothing is gonna like leave in the next year, mm-hmm. like leaving this job to be a, one of the guys on Get Up or or to be on Fox NFL Sunday and then right. join Cowherd or the shows throughout the week, like is that really as appealing as as getting to suit up and go out there and be an Eagle? And is it as financially uh, lucrative? Yeah, which it's not exactly. Unless so, the Eagles paying the vet minimum, which they well, are. and that's what I'm saying. Think about it from a football standpoint. He could possibly come back and make. Anywhere from ten to fourteen million dollars for one year. I don't think he's getting that to be a studio analyst, or you know, if he is, God bless him. But if somebody's offering him a half a million to a million dollars to do that, you know, just to to be into that, and that's good money for being in that field. Like being in that field, that that's good money for those guys. But it ain't NFL money. It ain't starting All Pro Center money. Mm-hmm. And if wouldn't surprise me if he's trying to gauge how much do the Eagles want him back? Do the Eagles want him back? And you've said that a couple of times. I guess I guess my thing, I would just be shocked, frankly, if it was like, eh, don't 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 Well, you show me by how much you're willing to pay me. Right. Um <laughs> Yeah, they'll they'll take him back at a million, but yeah, if he wants fourteen million. Right. Um but yeah, it it, it would it, it's all gonna be interesting and, and it's gonna be one of the things that will be brought up tomorrow mm-hmm. with with Howie and Nick both talking. You know, I think that I think it was around this time when Nick joked that he'd send him a keg mm-hmm. uh, to, to try to get him back. And it was at the combine last year where they took the him and Howie's taking shots. They took the shot together. So yep. this is this decision could come down really maybe even this week. 
Yeah, it certainly is is on the horizon because I would imagine the Eagles want to know before free agency. Correct. So that's that's a couple of weeks away. Um, yeah, I I'm telling you today, you know, I'm leaning more towards I think he's coming back to play. I do. I just doesn't sound like he's done playing. It sounds like he's weighing his options. Right. And if he's weighing his options, he's weighing. What jobs are you offering me from a media standpoint versus is it just more beneficial for me to get one more year um, playing center, which I can certainly play at a high level? And a part of me is still curious if if he is asking Howie and maybe even Lori, like, what is what is the, the direction of the team? Like, are you guys going to move on from Hassan Reddick? Are you guys going to take a step back roster-wise with the idea of for 20, building for 2025 rather than 2024? Mm-hmm. Um, and if if he comes back and it feels like they're not all in on trying to be in the Super Bowl next year, I wonder if that also is is a part of the decision as well. Yeah, and, and, and listen, he's close enough with Howie. They they got um, a good good working relationship. I think they would be honest with him. I, I I don't see the Eagles sort of going through some rebuilding. This, you, you, <laughs> dude, we got a window, man, and it's pedal to the metal. We just got thirty extra million dollars in cap space. Yeah, we're going to win. Yeah, we're going to win. We're going to bring Hassan Reddick back, right? We're going to bring Jason Kelsey back, oh. Hassan Reddick back. We're going to get get rid of some guys on defense. Bringing new guys on defense. Go ahead and go get Legereus Sneed. Oh, man. I'm paying Legereus Sneed to be our starting corner. A lot on the table. Yeah. A lot on the table. Sign uh, with what's the linebacker from Miami? Uh, Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle. No, Van Ginkle. Get used to him. Cannot do a <laughs> cannot do a Van Ginkle as my uh as my intimidating linebacker. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. You might be able to get the according to Daniel Jeremiah. I mean, Trot might be in the third round. Yeah. Uh, or don't stop me from drafting anybody. No. No, no I know. Yeah. We're talking about the improvements on defense. We've been on the idea of they need Trot in the second round. Yeah. Jeremiah's throwing out the idea it might even be a third round pick, which is, you know, a little disappointing. Why? Well, because you know, I like to push for Oh, like, the, oh, the push for the, yeah, uh, the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> and the last linebacker they drafted in the third round didn't exactly pan out so far. Oh. N'Kobe. Oh, N'Kobe. N'Kobe Dean. 2 5 say, they drafted his dad in the third round. Oh, that'd be nice. Jeremiah Trotter Sr. was a third-round pick. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. See, that's good symmetry. That's good symmetry. <laughs> I just was I wondering if we needed to push for a first-round pick <laughs> and see if we could use the, the, the big, bad WIP media influence. Well, they, well, if you want the kid from Texas A&M. But actually, what I'm hearing is there may not be any off-the-ball linebackers that go in the first round. Right. See, he's an off-the-ball guy, meaning he's not a pass rusher. No. Not like you know? Parsons. Was. Yeah, exactly. You know, some of these guys, they, they get the label as linebacker, but they really just – Get after the quarterback. Like Hassan Reddick. Yes. When they were dropping him in coverage. Like, well, you are a linebacker. Like, He's no, like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> and, I'm, and when they want to keep salaries down, they say, no, well, you're actually a linebacker. <laughs> yes. 215-592-9494 to get in. Jason Kelsey, do you think he retires? Uh, Jalen Hurts, do you need him to be more vocal next year? And uh, the best sports rant to win the Jelly Roll tickets. Wade, but not that Wade in Chester, is on the show. What's happening, Wade? Hey, yo, what's up, y'all? What's up, man? Yo, can we send Herb up to New York to bring Spike, man? Because, like, what's up, man? We got to get this thing started. Like, <laughs> I know. The summer going to come in hot. Like, um, I was just calling to congratulate, man. You know, I, the growth of the show, you feel me? I, I'm a day one, so I didn't see the growth, man. You know, the stars coming to call here, you know, Bryson down, AJ. They ain't going to open the door for more players to call. 
Congratulations, Ike. You know what I'm saying? You've been a, a, a voice of the people. Now you can, you know what I'm saying, can be the voice of the players to connect with the people. <laughs> and, 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 Jack, you see the power of WIP, man, with this, uh, with the social networking now. So you see how it's going down. Like, it shoot off. So I'm, it's all in, man. And the Eagles, they, they ain't going to do nothing but two. Like, I see, man, this, this, wait, wait, hold on. That interview, right? Yes. The one thing I'm asking about the interview is, how do Eagles feel about him doing this? Like, do they know he did this? Like, well, they definitely like, know he did it, yeah. Well, they know now, for sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, right? So, like, how are they taking that? Because this ain't the usual procedure of how it go. I know y'all talked to the reps and set it up and then that. He just called in, and then, you, well, you know what happened. He put him on FaceTime yeah. and everything, had him waiting. So, that was legit calling in, just, what's up? So, like, maybe, they, I mean, I don't think all of them going to get like that, but it's just, you I, know, this 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 the hot waves, baby. They know where to come at. They know where to holler at. They come holler at Uncle Ike. I'll let your boy uh, yeah. wait. I you know what it is. I tell you work. what. They, they 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 probably are relieved that this thing did not explode into something that that it makes the organization look bad. It makes him look bad. Like if anything, it was more about him versus us, the media. He didn't call out a teammate. He didn't call out any coaches. So I'm sure the Eagles are probably like, "Whew, that didn't that 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 could have been a lot worse than than it really was." So who do you yeah. think was more nervous? Who do you think was more nervous? The Eagles during the AJ interview or me during the AJ interview? <laughs> Probably, probably the Eagles. Probably. Um, man, he called up to holler about what Jack put out with that poll thing, and then what Spike said boosted it because he took it wrong, thinking he was talking about him with the money in the cards when he was really talking about his dad. That's why he came up Friday. But Ike eased it all out to cool it out, and everything is good. Yep. So now, if everything go right from this, who says Eagles don't care who call up? Oh, they call. <laughs> and then, then they talk about they said they don't want to listen to everybody. Know they listen to WIP. Ike worked here. Uh, John already said they said we're not supposed to listen. But we listen anyway, so everybody, it's what it is. We The players listen. Like, everybody wondering, like, they're human just like us, man. They hear people talking. They got feelings and all that. They just make more money than us. Yeah. So, that's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. That's, that's a big one. I'm going to holler at y'all. Man. Well, well what's, what's your best sports brand, oh. Wade? Um, Iverson Practice. How the hell can I make my teammates better by practicing? Whew. I know. I'm surprised that wasn't the first one. Which is which is a which is the better rant? I know this is a tough one. Whew. The Kelsey speech or the Iverson? Uh, or, or, oh come on! I man. know. Yeah, I know, come I on, know. man. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Has the Kelsey yeah. has the Kelsey speech overtaken the Iverson press conference as the well, best rant well, in it, sports? <laughs> Probably has because it's, it's more positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but whereas, I don't know, man. The Iverson Iverson's national though. Yeah, like Iverson. Yeah. People still bring up. Oh, still people still bring it up. Yeah, he probably is sick of it. hundred percent. We talking about practice. Yeah, that that's the one that, that's <laughs> never gonna die. Yeah, ever. I, I I still remember sitting there watching that, like with my mouth dropped to the floor, like wow. <laughs> well, I think the funny. This is awesome. Robbie, I think was was the uh, was the producer Reducing of the show during the time, so he's like running down, he's running up, you know, trying to make sure that people are calling in saying, mm-hmm. "Get this off of the air," and he's like, "Absolutely not! Are you kidding? Are you kidding yeah. me?" It was like you were watching a train wreck, but you couldn't turn away from it. No, not at all, not at all. Because yeah. you're still obviously you're still. Playing. I'm still playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was the spring. You were home spring watching and summer. Yeah, like you know, because back then that's when uh, DNL was a big thing. I only thought it was. I think it was called something else before Daily News Live. Oh, I think it's Daily News Live, and then it ended up. Then it switched to something Philly else. Sports. You're something. right. Yeah. You're right. But back then, you know, I was used to watching Comcast at that time of day. Oh yeah. And so it it, it got out there. It was going to be the Iverson press conference. And so, yeah, I'm sitting there like, yeah. You got a box. I, I wasn't, ex- dude, there was no way I was expecting that. No, 
I don't. I don't think anyone was. Yeah, I, 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 that was well because he he had left and came back, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's why he was like delayed. And I mean, like, I, <laughs> who knows what he was doing? Yo, you talking about somebody that was always in the headlines? Yeah, I know. Man, no matter what, man. <laughs> a different time. That was a different time. A different time. The Iverson press conference is a huge. That's huge a huge answer. one there. Yeah. Uh, Gary's in Reading. What's happening, Gary? Hey, how you doing? What's up, Gary? Hey, Mike. Uh, first off, oh, I can bring as a player, uh, and now as a radio personality in Philadelphia, uh, Cincinnati got robbed again. So. <laughs> I appreciate Thanks. it, brother. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, being one of us. Yep. Uh, so I have a, a question and then a follow-up to my question. Um, what was, do you think, I mean, obviously we're, we don't really know, but on, I mean, your first take, what do you think? Honestly, was the biggest problem was it the the coaches, the the play calling, and then that ultimately ended up, uh, you know, creating some animosity along the sidelines, and then you know mm-hmm. things just weren't, you know, the chemistry was off, or you know, what do you think? Honestly, and, and this may sound like a little bit of a cop out answer, I think it was a little bit of all of that, Gary. I really do. <laughs> I think once it started snowballing, other things got added to the equation. Right when they lost to San Francisco, I don't know how big of an issue some of these things were. Um, and then they wind up, then, then they lose to the Cowboys on Monday night, I believe it mm-hmm. was, or Sunday night. Sunday night. And, and the, in an embarrassing fashion. And then they switched to coach. So now you have, okay, the offense, or we've lost two straight games. The offense hasn't looked good for basically two straight games. And now we're switching up on defense. So it's like a melting pot of things there that – I think they couldn't really get out of their own way. But if AJ said something else Friday. Um, he talked about regardless of what the record was at that time, 10-1, and one, they weren't necessarily playing that way. And I think he kind of gave us a little bit of a hint at there were already issues there. Like even when things were good, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't when, all good. Yes. Because I, yes. I mean, Kelsey said that during the season two when they were like 6-1. and one. He's like the locker room's kind yeah. of on edge. Yeah, and, 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 and what's going all around? Sorry, I'm. My no, bad. no, you go ahead, Gary. Go ahead. Thanks. Sorry, uh, but that kind of—I mean—it makes sense because you know if, if things aren't going all around the board well, you know, you, everybody's not communicating, and that's what I think. That to me is what you know needs to improve with Jalen. I mean, at least it looks like that. I don't know what goes on in practice. I don't know how good he is at you know you know stuff in practice and stuff like that. But you know, I just want to see him. You know, the, we talk about the greatest, like, you know, Peyton Manning. He's not obviously Peyton Manning, but my point is, uh, you know, you see him pointing at stuff, telling his receivers, yo, look at this read, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is what you need to do different. And you see it on the next drive. You know, you'll see, like, a big play. He'll notice something in coverage. That's what I want to see from him. You know, some, you know, just like the little mental IQ kind of things um, and, and communication with his players. And I think everybody could do that. Uh, AJ, it doesn't matter. Uh, just the whole group, offensively, collectively, needs to, you know, be more communicative. Uh, I think, and you know, Jalen will get there. I mean, I mean, I agree with a couple of the other callers saying that, you know, he uh, he's not going to be there yet. You know, he's what twenty four. Uh, so he's been twenty four for four years. I know, I'm yeah, he's you. perpetually <laughs> twenty four years old. He's young. We got to give him time. Like he's going to get there, but well, either you. But also at the same time, either you are that or you're not that. Like I, it's, yeah, but, it is changing. His, it would be changing his DNA a little bit. Yeah, but we need everybody to do it. You know, not just Jalen. We need AJ to do the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. if he 
You know, we need everybody to do it. It's not just Jalen. Uh, you know, we need that the rest of the offense to rally around him right now. You know, he's still a young guy. AJ is the guy. AJ is the old. Uh, he's the oldest on the offense, right? He's older than Goddard. Uh, yeah, on the skill I, position guys. On the skill guys. Yeah, he's yeah, on the, right. actually You're actually not Gary. The offensive line. You're not going to depend right. on the offensive line, but you know, uh, in terms of the offense, the receivers and everything, AJ is the I guy. I think he's only he's a year, year older than Jalen, right? Yeah, he's like 25. Yeah, 25, 26. Yeah, AJ. Brown. AJ's still young. Yeah, yeah, AJ is is definitely still young. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. Do you think Jalen Hurts needs to be more vocal next year? There's been a lot of stuff. Um, the the Eagles seem to want to make him uh, more of a vocal guy on this team. AJ talked about that's not really his personality. I'm cool with Jalen Hurts. What is your opinion on that? Do you believe he needs to be more of a vocal leader? We'll get back to your phone calls on that. Also. For uh, for Jelly Roll tickets, a pair of Jelly Roll tickets to go see him uh, in October. Give us the best sports rant of all time. We have some big answers so far today. The Kelsey speech, Iris Impressor, Dennis Green, some big ones. We'll look for your answers coming up next. Plus, on the other side, the Sixers lose in, in Doc's return. Oh. I know. And I'm disappointed in one aspect of his return. Might involve some of the fans. And he gave some uh, some excuses, of course, for the game for his tenure. And another big thing from Pat Bev, he has some interesting comments about Joel and how he was handling his knee injury before the Denver game. Don't miss all of that. A lot of Sixers coming up next. It's the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Oh, Jelly Roll. I will be uh, two-stepping to this at the Wells Fargo Center the, coming up on October 2nd. Listen, he's hot, man. These tickets are going to fly off the uh, – what are they called? No, fly off the, the – shelves. Yeah, shelves. They don't really yeah. have shelves in No, we don't. No. Yeah, they're going to fly off the <laughs> – they're going to fly off the carts on the, uh, on the ticket websites. So, listen, huh. lucky for you. We're giving away these all week, by the way. Mm-hmm. So morning show side topics have turned into afternoon show side topics, um, and now we're starting to get the prizing to to match the the magnitude of this uh, of this move. And the Jelly Roll, uh, you can win a pair of tickets to go see Jelly Roll in October. All you gotta do is give us the best sports rant of all time. Some big answers already. But Ike, yesterday, Doc Rivers came to town. He came. He saw. He conquered. 
and uh, he uh, he they kick, they kicked the Sixers' ass. Now it was close for a little bit in the in the fourth. They made it mm-hmm. semi of a game, mm-hmm. but pretty much they came in here and, and beat the Sixers. Now what was highly highly disappointing is what happened during intros. Take a listen for yourself. That's a weak boo. That's, that's a, a weak boo. That's a weak boo. Like I need, I need boos raining down. That was almost like a golf clap boo. I was more than a golf clap. It boo. was, it was the, I was, a, I'm not, I'm not that mad boo, frankly. Yeah, it wasn't a Ben Simmons level boo. No, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I could hear it. You could hear the boo. Yeah, I heard nah, it. but I want to make national headlines with the boo. <laughs> That's not a headline grabber. That's not a headline. That's like him returning to what, Milwaukee? Or not, uh, Milwaukee's a bad example because they're the Bucks. Boston. Returning to Portland. Or the Clippers. Yeah, it's a Portland-level boo. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's Sunday afternoon. Well, here's <laughs> was here's, it Was it a sellout crowd yesterday? I think. Uh, probably not. Well, you know, we went Thursday night. It wasn't sold out. There was a they, lot. They, it might have been a sellout, but everybody was ever. There were some seats. Available. Yeah, they were available, and then we saw a lot of Knicks fans in there, too. There's a lot of Knicks fans. The boo is representative of, the I think, the current mindset of of us with mm-hmm. the Sixers, where it's like, hey, who cares? Like, w- w- which kind of stinks because I think we had that feeling, mm-hmm. and it won't matter until Joel's back. But, like, watching them right now, like, yeah. it is it's, it's, it's pretty tough. brutal. It's tough. Listen, that, that obviously with Doc coaching, you don't want to lose that team. But that's a that's a good basketball team. Um, they certainly, at this stage, are more talented than the Sixers are when we don't have our best player out there on the court. So losing to the uh, Bucks wasn't that surprising. You didn't expect to lose by 21 points, though. And, and I mean, hell, after I didn't even see the first quarter. I just I caught the score at halftime. I'm watching the Phillies game yesterday. By the way, Aaron Nola, Dylan, uh, look good. Um, I'm watching more of that game, and I'm just looking at the score of the Sixers on my on my phone. Right. And I'm like, oh, this thing got out of hand quick. Quick. Yeah yeah. 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 And so, yeah, it takes steam out of us. You know, I, I don't know what to say. We did get some good news, didn't we, today? Uh, or was that yesterday when Nick Nurse said that he expects Joel back sort of late March? Late March, early April. Okay. And playoffs start April 16th. Mm-hmm. So I'll give him a, a nice two-week kind of ramp-up period. And And – it's just now they won on Friday against the Cavs, which was yeah, which is pretty without good. their star, without Donovan Mitchell. So yeah, that's where we're we're currently at. <laughs> but man, they are just they're just brutal. I mean, because all the guys get exposed. Like Buddy Heald is now completely reverted back into you know the Buddy Heald that we've seen from the, the beginning <laughs> of his career. We're not getting the driving off the ball or you know driving to the rim and stuff like that. Tobias Harris, I, I mean, eight points yesterday. Yeah, it was tough to watch. He might need to be benched, honestly. Just just have him come off the bench and have him do something else because it's it's just it's not great right now. But bench for who? Just whoever. Like I, <laughs> that's I, not. I can't work. have him. Like it's it's <laughs> that's it, not gonna work. It's it's the the ball not moving, the fumbling of the basketball. It, I, I'm very ready for the Tobias experience to be over. Um, but I thought the boos were very disappointed yesterday. Now Doc did talk, of mm-hmm. course, uh, before the game, uh, reflected on his tenure here. As uh, as Sixers head coach, here's Doc Rivers before the game. One second, the Doc, uh, you know, making the media rounds, of course, and uh, getting grilled by the local media. Here's Doc before the game. How do you think your, your tenure here should be remembered? That's up to you. 
that's not up to me. I think uh, I was happy with it overall. I just wish we could have got further, gone further. I wish I could have had a chance to have Joel healthy in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, when I took this job here, uh, I think we had got swept the year before in the first round. That that regular season the next year, we won the East, um, lost to Atlanta, which I would love to have that one back uh, as a group. Um, you know, but overall, um, Joel became MVP. Uh, we established this team as a championship contender. Um, that wasn't said the year before. So, um, and under a lot of stuff, you know, you think about it, we had the James Harden trade, the Ben stuff. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, some was under my control, some was out of my control. But overall, um, you know, for me, if you don't win a title, you know, you're never exactly happy. That's why we all do this. It's only going to be one of those a year. But, you know, I loved it here. He loved it here. Like, don't, don't you feel the love? No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't love being – again, I don't even know if he lived here. <laughs> I still thought Did during the season, thankfully. I think he was running yeah. or, or maybe he was staying in a hotel. Right. The, the, oh, yeah, it wouldn't have surprised me if he had a, a condo he rented out or whatever. Yeah. Not living yeah. On the, he wasn't living in South Jersey or no. on the main line. No. The rewriting of the expectations before he was here is one of the funniest things he does. Yeah. Where he's like, ah, there's was, there was no expectation. I, I established us as a championship team. Like they weren't coming off 50 win seasons yeah, before I, he got here. Yeah. And, and, and that's why this is more or less about Doc trying to sort of rewrite history because he knows he's attached to this narrative. And he's been asked over and over about his failures in the playoffs, his, his, you know, being blowing three one uh series leads more than anyone else has, you know. And, and the only one that's is really sort of justifiable is when he had the number one seed down three to one with that, that Orlando Magic team. I don't necessarily criticize him for that because they were an eight seed. They weren't a one seed. They mm-hmm. they were down I mean they were playing Detroit who was the one seed. So, you know, that doesn't surprise me. And it's hard to close out a team on their home court. Right. So once that home team wins game number five, now you got all the pressure going back to your t- uh, city as a true underdog in game six, and you don't get it done. You know you're losing game seven when you go back to Detroit. Well, like the like the just like the Sixers last year. Yeah, <laughs> yes. um, and, and man, like he was even deflecting on some of the stuff with that. You well, know? The, the Atlanta one, at least he acknowledged that that's one that's on him. So he did that, and he also said after the, he, he handled the press conference bad after the game too, which was nice because that's yeah. when he was like, uh, I don't know if he's a championship level point yep. guard. Yep. Um, and they lied about that when he came on TV and said, I, you guys, you guys made that. A you made. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Doc, we heard you, man. Like, so, and, and guess guess who else heard you? Ben. I think that didn't, re- didn't <laughs> yeah, respond to it very yeah, well. He, that didn't make him happy. Um, but, man, he just he, – he, no one's better at, at passing the buck. Um, and he did the whole thing with the media with the media being like, raise your hands if you thought we were beating Boston ah, last year. Ah, ah, yeah, and no one that. raised their hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, this isn't class participation uh, trophies, Doc. Yeah, you had a 3-2 lead. You had a, you had yes. a, you, you, That's the bottom line. And you had game six at home. Yeah, and you had him. And yeah. You had him. Jason Tatum was brutal. That's the other thing. He was terrible for three and a half quarters. Yeah. If you could just close <laughs> him out. He, 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 he threw Harden under the bus for not taking uh, – get the ball to Joel Embiid. So, um, yeah, a lot of good stuff with Doc's return. And, again, can't lose to him in the postseason. Now, um, that's <laughs> well, all the – Guess what? We better not play him. Well, well, we better have Embiid healthy if we are because it's going to get ugly if not. So, this other thing I found really, really interesting. Um, 
Pat Bev, I guess Richard Jefferson came on their podcast, mm-hmm. um, and they were kind of discussing Embiid and what like his knee injury and the knee situation was before the Denver game and before John Kaminga obviously landed on it. I mean, it sound it sounds pretty dire what what he was dealing with. Um, and here's Pat Bev. I told Joe don't play two weeks before that because he I'm was hurt. You. Okay, I'm gonna play San Antonio Spurs bomb team, Charlotte bomb team. You feel me? I know I got to make 65 games. I got to see how the f- I'm going to make 65 games to get MVP. Also, to get millions and millions and millions of right, dollars the in the center. Escalators with the you know all NBA saying? stuff. I'm l- l- witnessing people spray numbing spray on this man knee during the game. Like, Vioxx, Toradol. I'm like, what the f*** is that? Shit I've never seen before. Just to get through the third quarter. People don't understand. He was giving 30 and 40 and three quarters. So, what I thought, I mean, a lot of curse words. A lot but, of curse words. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. But what I thought was interesting, so I'm not sure if he was saying and Bede was telling him, I'm playing against the Spurs and I'm playing against the Hornets because they're bum teams and I need No, that team. is what he's saying. If he is, though, I mean, that's. Yeah, that didn't sound good for Embiid. That didn't sound good that's, for That's him. the way I heard. That, that's what I heard. Or maybe I heard it wrong, but it sounded like he was saying, no, Embiid is saying, I'm going to play against the bum Spurs and this other bum team and I'm trying to get to 65 games. And that's what everybody was saying. Was worried about. Yep. That's what everybody was saying, that he was out there trying to play for the MVP. I thought he was past that stuff. So I, I don't know, man. I I don't know. You almost you, – what, what, what is a team supposed to do when a player wants to play? Tell him he can't play? It's, it's, it's tough. Like, like if, it, if he wants to play, especially a guy like him – Who's one of the he's gonna the play. He's he's gonna play. <laughs> he's gonna play. Now he did. He was, he was talking about how bad the knee was to where they were like numbing it during the game mm-hmm. and stuff. And, it, and a little bit before that, he was like his knee was hanging on by a thread in the Denver game. So a little drastic. A little drastic because he did play two days, three later, nights he, later, yeah. I believe. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I think it was that that Monday, right? Or well, Tuesday. no, I remember he sat in Portland and they played. The game was on Saturday in Denver. Oh, it was a Saturday. I'm thinking it was a Friday. He in sat in Portland yes. Monday and then played Wednesday against yep. against the the Warriors. Warriors, yep. Um, which again, another showcase kind of national game. TV. And apparently, the story was he's listening to the national media. I guess Richard Jefferson said Joel was mad at him because Richard Jefferson was saying this is he's what people, ducking. yeah, this is what people are saying about you. Um, so all that forcing him to get out there, like he he just has to has to to, to put away the noise for a little bit. Yeah, and, and do what's best for not only the Sixers but also the best for his body. And and maybe would wouldn't be in this situation now. Kaminga unfortunately landed on a, in an awkward spot late in the game, but um, man, either way, I thought it was interesting stuff from Pat Beth. Yeah, yeah, and like I say, I you know that. I mean that that's where you're saying Joel and B still doesn't get the big picture here, right? Like that's what I come away from it thinking like he still doesn't get the big picture here about winning a championship, and you being at your best late in the season, right? Like you to me, you won the MVP. Right, you won the MVP. And I know you want to win as many, but it's what you should care about is winning a championship, and cementing your legacy. Yeah, like and playing in games against a rookie, Wimby and whomever else, and hanging seventy on them. Yeah, like I, yeah. it just it just doesn't matter in the in the grand scheme. It just doesn't, man. Like the seventy was really I I I didn't. It's take nice, away. and but ten other people have done it already this year. It's been, it's been a year of scoring. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm exaggerating, but my goodness. I guess it's not it's not your your dad's 70. Yeah, so it's like it, it, Luca got 73. 
I like, like other people have done it already this year. Didn't somebody else? Didn't Donovan Mitchell score seventy? That was last year. That last year, okay. I mean, Cat was at sixty something. Yeah, he's when, another. But listen, when Cat's getting in the sixties, we got a problem. I just <laughs> I can't, he is he is he is the worst. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a player I do not ever want on my team, man. <laughs> For, go go Eagles though. Yeah, he's, go he's, Birds. Go Birds. He's an Eagles fan. <laughs> Twitter question sponsored by Mark Schuler's. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark Schuler's extensive collection for the perfect gift online. Mark7Schuler's.com. But the comment about I'm going to go against the bum Spurs and the bum Hornets like that's especially yeah. especially because all year he's been doing the whole. Um, I don't care about the MVP anymore. I care about winning a championship. It's still there. It's yeah. still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this is coming from – and I'm a Joel guy. But so now, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Disappointing that that is true. I got to take what Pat Bev says with a grain of salt. A little dramatic. <laughs> and, and, uh, but yesterday was basically, what, his finals? Did he want to come back here and be the depleted Sixers team? three points yesterday. He did have three points yesterday. I wanted to go through, uh, before we go back to the phones, just try to count the amount of losing players I believe the Sixers currently have. Because it's growing exponentially, Ike. Um, loser, losing player number one, Tobias Harris. Uh, Paul Reed, Campaign, Mo Bamba, Kelly Oubre, and Buddy Heald's on watch. Now Buddy Heald's on watch. Buddy is on watch if he's a, a winning player or a losing player. I mean, 11 points yesterday, 4-13. Bad day, man. They weren't ready to play at 1 o'clock. Well, listen, they didn't show up on Friday either. Uh, who did they play Friday? Cleveland. Oh, you say he didn't show yeah, up. Buddy, yeah, he had 13 points Friday. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but Because right, I had him for 15. Yeah, but he's slowing down. <laughs> but he's slowing down. Came out hot, though. He started hot. I thought we had I thought we had Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma, buddy, turns out not. Yeah, against the Knicks. Oh, that's right. The Knicks. Oh, yeah, we were at that game. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> not much impact coming from the uh, the Buddy Heald minutes. So he's he's currently on. Is this guy a losing player watch for me? You switch up so fast. Yep, man. that's what we do in this town. We're gonna run another star out of town, Buddy Heald this time. Andy's in Denver. What's happening, Andy? Yo, what's up, fellas? How we doing? What up, Andy? Hey, Ike, man, you, you killed it on Friday. I, I was on with you guys, but I didn't get a chance to hear AJ until once I got off. Man, mm-hmm. you killed it. Fritz, you sounded like you did a one and a two in your pants. Other than that, you, you did pretty good. Except I tried. for that dumbass OC question. No, so hand up. It was a bad question. It didn't meet the moment. Um, I, but I, I've been held accountable by everyone, including you. So it's it's all good. I, I got the message. I, I, I think when you do the interviews, in my opinion, I just think you just got to come off more confidently. Like you, mm-hmm. you, your whole demeanor change, your voice change. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Just be you. Yeah, but you know, sometimes uh, me being me rubs people the wrong way. So yeah, I was tr- I was trying to to, to not I did be not me. want him to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean, I mean, all right. Well, maybe not be you, but don't sound scared. No, you know I what I'm saying? No, I was, listen, listen. <laughs> we, hey, hey, we either win or we learn. You know what I mean? No, I, no doubt, no Ike doubt, did, no doubt. I, I did great. I had a learning experience. It's okay. All right, but before I get to the AJ situation, <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to be the bad guy. I, I'll be the bad guy right now, right? We got the combine next week, right? So, you know. Well, this week. It's tomorrow. Well, this week. I'm sorry. So, we'll have all our scouts down there, coach, uh, GM, you know, all all the brass of the organization down there. Can the center stop holding us hostage? And he knows if he's going to retire. Now, like, cut the crap, Jason. (laughs) Like, we we may need to be scouting another guard down there or another center down there. Like, cut the crap. You don't know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Okay? Because 
Because here's the thing with the with the uh, outside of football stuff, his stock would never be as high as it is right now. Nobody's knocking down doors to hire a center as the media guy, right? But his 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 stock's high right now. So if he's smart, he cash in. Because if Swift chops off Kelsey, you know the Kelsey stock's gonna be dropping big time. So I'm just saying, <laughs> come on. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, come on, Jason, make a decision. Well, I'm holding this team hostage. Last year when we did this, we ended up in an Amazon documentary. So I <laughs> <laughs> think we'll just say, hey, you know, would like a decision soon. Please make it, and we'll see what happens there, Andy. We'll see what happens. And, and now let's get to AJ, right? Yes. I, I, I love that interview. I, I love he got out in front of that thing, right? But you know what? Regardless of what he said, people are always going to have their narratives, right? Regardless of what he said. It's kind of like um, – when Mad Mike comes on these airwaves, you know what you're going to be getting. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yep. sometimes I don't think people really wanted to hear what he was saying. They just want to take their own narrative and run with it. But uh, Well, yeah, that, that, know, that, that, that's kind of like, well, give us your, uh, your whatchamacallit. Um, your best sports rant. Best sports so I, I finish, oh, you'll finish it. I want to hear what you No, no, say. I was just going to say kind of like that is everybody or some people thinking that somehow AJ called up here and bullied all of us or bullied me and bullied Jack and – you know, that is, I, I listened back to the interview. That's not what I heard. But some people, that's what they heard. And they, they somehow took joy thinking that we cowered uh, to AJ. And my only thing is that I, I would say there is that I don't think Jack or myself wanted to be um, the narrative coming out of that interview. It needed to be what AJ thought, where, where his feelings were at. That should have been what everybody was talking about, not what I said or uh, argued against or what Jack argued against. It was important that he got his message out, and that's all that really mattered. The, the other stuff is is what it is. And, and I thought you guys did a phenomenal job. Like, I, you could tell initially he came out hot. Like, yeah. you know, he, he was like a boxer. Like, he was trying to test y'all chin. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he but was, yeah. Well, I would have just ran away, that. but yeah, I agree. You kept hitting him with that jab, you know, I'm keeping him in check and bobbing and weaving. And I, I thought it was enjoyable. I thought, you know what I mean, all the all the questions that needed to be answered, in my opinion, were answered. Like, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't know what more people want. Like, nobody's going to go. Like, everybody's got work relationships. And then you got relationships with people with your coworkers outside of work, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants you to break down, you know, every little intricate thing you're doing with your coworker once you leave work. Like, that's between y'all. Like, that's, that's your personal business. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I just want to be productive on the field. What they do outside of the field, you know, if, if they're cool, cool. If they're not, whatever. I, I, just, want, I just want a good product on the field. Right. Well, you know what, what I'm saying? What's your best sports rant? Oh, man. Playoffs. Playoffs? You going Jim gotta Moore? Go my, gotta go with my guy Jim Moore. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's a good one. You kidding me? Playoffs? Um, the best. He was, probably hates that too. He probably is a, is a little bit annoyed by it. Yes. But the best was remember the old Coors Light commercials where they would have yep. the, 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 it'd be set up in the random interview question. Yep. So he was featured in that one. Mm-hmm. Dennis Green and there's probably one more. It had to have been obviously. I don't want to give away one of the bigger answers. Yeah. Um, but those are the two ones that I remember featured the most. Those were dynamite commercials back. Yeah, then. and and I <laughs> that was a that was with that ninety nine or two thousand. I remember when that happened, man. And. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I'm hoping we can just win another game. And it's actually what got him fired, ultimately, because he really threw Peyton Manning under the bus. Like, the quarterback can't throw interceptions. Like, he really 
was like, well, we threw four interceptions. You set up the other team on their side of the field, and we gave up points, and he really was going after Peyton, man. And, and Back when coaches could do that? <laughs> Back when coaches were, like, holding players accountable in the media? Yeah. Could you imagine that happening today? Yeah. Man, no, I could not imagine that like happening. The closest is Patino. Like, Patino last week basically threw his St. John's players <laughs> under the bus. It turned into, like, three days. It was the most college basketball has been talked about until this weekend when the Duke player guys were run over on a court storming. Yeah, and, and band storming the court. Man. It's every year we end up in the yeah. same spot. Yeah, like just if, just do away with it. You don't you don't storm the court when you win an NBA title or like in any other. It's all, it's Maybe only, they should. No, they shouldn't. That'd be a great idea. You go out That'd there. You, you, no, you know why they won't? They don't do it because the pro players wouldn't stand for that. They don't want the the fans storming the court. It is a players' league. So exactly. So with this, and I get it. It's it's a college tradition. I I, I, I get it. I, I get it. And this is the fun police. But if we're gonna have these incidents happening, then what? And what do you want me to do? You know, you gotta keep the kids off the court, man. Enjoy enjoy the game from the stands. It just bothers me that like. We can't even just have nice things like a, a simple like court storming where where these kids aren't being annoying and like getting in players' like faces and, and stuff. See, that's the other thing. I, I'm surprised more issues haven't arise from this because now, granted, in this situation, it's the home team, mm-hmm. right? And why is Wake Forest storming the court for a conference game? You're Wake Forest. Tim freaking Duncan went to the school, and so did Chris Paul. Yeah, but who's who's gone there since? I think Wake Forest was a favorite in the game. They were favorites in the game. Were they? No, because Duke was top ten, and Wake Forest wasn't even ranked. I don't think. I don't think at least. I thought I saw where they said they were two and a half points favorite. So it's a could be wrong. Wrong time for the old court storm. I just you, you, you're not a little engine that could. Yeah, man. Wake Forest was, was two and a half point favorites. Yeah, what are you talking about, friend? Yeah, come on, friend. I don't know. I've watched a little bit of it on TV. I, and they won, so Vegas was yeah. right. Nobody cares that Duke was is whatever rank they were. Well, they, so we should blame the fans then. No, no. I'm just saying is that obviously the the Vegas line was right. Yeah. They they had Wake Forest favored, and they weren't even ranked. They covered. <laughs> Wake Forest covered. And they're storming. You don't storm the court on a cover. What are we talking about? God, we can't even have nice things anymore. We even have to take away court storming. Court storming looks like the best when you beat a like a. But also, yes. It, it, go we've, ahead. We've been taking also the people have been a little too uh, liberal on the on the court stormings. Like beating a number ten team in the country is not warrant a court storming. You beat number three and up, I think that war- right. warrants a court storming. A great team. Yeah. yeah. I don't even care that this Duke team was. Who the, the guy who got ran over is their best player. I don't even know who that is. Filipowski. You need to watch more, Ike. He sounds like a 90s Duke player. I forgot you're a Duke fan. Yeah, come on. Was he a flopper? I'm sure he's a flopper. He's a Grayson Allen tripping people. Hey. Well, the overhead replay didn't look good. Yeah, I was going to say, I I didn't want to throw that out there on the young man, but it did look like he stuck his foot out. Yeah, optics are bad. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I don't know if it was intentional or what. Why are you a Duke fan? Hey, I don't want to go. We got to get to a break. 215-592-9494. Back to your phone calls on the other side, but – we're going to take a trip down to Clearwater and talk to our guy, Ben Davis. Ben Yamin. He called the game yesterday. What has he seen from the boys so far? <laughs> Who's caught his eye? And I got to grill him about his Delco knowledge. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to Ben Davis coming up next on the Afternoon Show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.